All right, welcome to the Back to the Cornhole Masters podcast. We're here live at the Southside Baggers Ladies Only Tournament. And I was able to sit down, or I was able to rope. God damn it. That's why I get to edit some of this shit out. <laughs> That's what you guys don't get to listen to, the, the shit that I, I get to edit out. I might leave some of this in there. <laughs> Welcome to the Cornhole Masters Podcast. I'm your host, Steve G. On December 12th, I had the opportunity to attend the largest women's-only cornhole tournament in the state of Colorado. It was a great event with 50 women participating and all the friends and family who came out to show their support. During the event, I was able to conduct quite a number of interviews to capture this incredible day for the ladies. In fact, I captured so much content that I have to split it into two episodes. In this episode, you'll hear some of the participants and coaches that made this event such a great success. Carrie Wenderlin, who gets us kicked off in a segment we like to call Cocktails with Carrie. Next, we have a cornhole couple, Michalina and Garrett Gartino. The mother of one of the Southside Bagger Young Guns talked to us about how she enjoyed the event. And a couple of the coaches, Tammy and Janice, join us to talk about their experience. Finally, we sit down and talk with TJ as she talks to us about her cornhole journey. All right, welcome to the Cornhole Masters Podcast. I'm your host, Steve G. We are here at live at the Southside Baggers Ladies Only Tournament. And I'm sitting here with one of the ladies that have participated here. And why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Carrie Wonderland. Go ahead. Keep on going. I'll, I'll... I don't even know what to say now. <laughs> you said, what's well, my well, name? Well, Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. So, great, Carrie. I mean, what are you doing here today? I mean, have you been playing cornhole a lot, or is this kind of like your first introduction to it? No, I've been playing for a little a little while. Um, I haven't been playing well, so I, did, I took a little time out, put myself in a timeout, and decided I needed to come back, and this was the perfect way to come back and kind of reintroduce myself to playing and get some instructions, some from some really great women. So you talk about the really, so first off, you put yourself in timeout. What did you do? I just felt like I wasn't throwing well, like I, that I could throw better. And I was just getting frustrated okay. with myself. Um, and so I just felt like it was time to take a little break, step back, reevaluate, and then come back. And this was a perfect opportunity for myself to come back and really learn um, so, like I said, from some really great women in cornhole, okay. and get some advice, and just have a really fun day um, without feeling any extra pressure or anything I'd put on myself. And also, then it's also giving, you know, bringing a toy for a charity. So that's that's always a great plus. You know, that's a great point because I, I missed talking about that. But you guys also brought a uh, a Toys for Tots gift for the kids. So that's awesome. Yes. So, you, where do you normally play? I play with Mile High um, out of Denver, up at Palladium. Okay. Um, that's where I play, usually on Thursday nights. Okay. Now, is there a lot of women that play up there? We do have a good following of women up there, yes. Um, okay. So I, it's, it's a great group of women that play up there. Okay. Now, I guess a lot of what I heard before is that uh, I think they've tried to do a women's-only tournament a few times and just didn't have a lot of turnout. Today, they had what, 64 women sign up. And I'm not sure how many women actually showed up, but there's, I'm looking out there and I see 50 plus. 
so there's a lot of women out here. What does that mean to you and other women in the cornhole sport? I really feel like the women are so encouraging and really inviting um, and really growing the sport um, just around, the, around locally and around the country. So I feel like that is the reason that we have such a great turnout today. Everybody is so welcoming, encouraging, um, and just everybody get out here to have a really great time. Awesome. Now, uh, one of the things that the, uh, I hear this in other areas, but there's, is cornhole a male-dominated sport, or is it kind of equal parts between women and men? Um, I would say it's more male-dominated, okay. but the women are definitely on the rise, definitely taking over. So we have some really great women in the, women in the state, um, and I feel like we're, we're, gonna, we're holding our own. I feel like we're doing really well as a, as a gender. No, that's awesome because it. You're right because I, as I see, look at um, uh, some of the airings of the ACL uh, on ESPN uh, three. Or the, I think I made a joke the other day. We're we're moving up to the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, there's a lot of men there, and I don't see a lot of women. But um, it's like, I do see Cheyenne Renner. Cheyenne is very good. Yes. Um, and I, I guess. We, one of the women we have here today is Yeti Irwin. Uh, you've probably heard her on or seen her on uh, ESPN3. She plays a lot of uh, ACL tournaments. But um, I guess what is before this got started, there was a couple of there's a couple of clinics that was that were held out there. Um, which group were you in, and what kind of uh, what did they teach you? I was actually happy to be lucky enough to be in Yeti's clinic, and she was my first partner in the round, the first round of the round robin today, okay. and we won. Shout out Yeti! <laughs> um, so I'm really excited about that. But yeah, Yeti, like, she is so passionate for one, and she's such a great teacher, um, and she just breaks down the game, and like, she analyzed your throw, and like, this is what you know, this is a great grip for you. This is release here, throw higher. You know, just little things that you need to tweak um, to help your throw, to throw a straight bag. That's what we're really working at, throwing a flat bag, not straight, throwing a flat bag. <laughs> and she really was helping us, like, break down our throws and our grips and release. And it was great. And we won our first game, so I'm really excited about that. Thanks, Yeti, <laughs> again. So you got a little bit of extra coaching. I, I did, and I appreciate it because I need all the coaching. <laughs> I really do have to say, like, I think my bags are a big part of that. So okay. I'm throwing some low-life um, Lokis, and they're amazing. Like for, I feel like for my kind of throw and helping me throw a flat bag, these Lokis are just, they're just crucial. That's what I've heard. I mean, a lot of people are, you know, I'll, I'll just say, I'm not a bag snob. But I've got a couple of bags in my in my backpack uh, from Reynolds through um, some uh, some Octanes, and I even have a, a some Low Life Slice. Okay. And I wasn't able to pick up Lokis, but uh, I have played with a couple of Lokis. It's just interesting how each bag acts differently. Some some really grab it and spin off to the side if you're not throwing a flat bag, and others just slide right off the board. So, but you've been very happy with your Lokis? Yes, I love the Lokis. They just are very whole friendly for me. The way I throw, the way I release, they're just, they, they throw flat and they are very whole fun, friendly for me. Okay. And Carrie, uh, you've been, it is Carrie, right? Yes. <laughs> this is Cocktails with Carrie, by the way. That's what I've named this episode. <laughs> Cocktails with Carrie on Cornhole Masters. All right, cool. 
<laughs> no, um, how long have you actually been playing Cornell? Um, so this is a fun question. I grew up playing just, you know, bags as we called it back in Wisconsin. Um, but really this last year is my first year of like really playing a lot more. Okay. Um, so th- I would say this is really my, my freshman year. Okay. Wow, freshman year. And you're already in a, you already put yourself in a timeout in your freshman year. I did, because I'm really competitive, and I was really mad at myself. <laughs> I mean, I've played over the years, like, here and there, take some time off. You know, I've ran a tournament before, um, and but, yeah, just never – this year was – I played really well for a little bit, and then I just was not. And so, oh. instead of getting frustrated, I just, like, took a step back, reevaluated, and now came back. Okay. And where do you hope to get with your game? I would love to at least one time hold up a number one sign. You know, like I won something. I would actually just make the podium. If I can make the podium in the next year, great. That's my goal. That's what I want to do. Awesome. I'm going to high five okay, you on that one. Okay, thank you. <laughs> just the podium. <laughs> no, you know what? I've been playing for probably about five or six years, and, and I think I made my first podium uh, in the past couple of months. Awesome. Uh, I did take a break for a number of years, but um, kind of getting back into it, and I really like it. Um, So I guess in your vision, what has been the biggest challenge on getting more women into the sport? I think just getting it out there. You know, people are still, you know, Cornell's still like a backyard game to a lot of people, or they're like, what? What's that game? Oh, I've seen that. I've played that at a tailgate party, or I've done that wherever. Um, and so I think that they just getting that out there that women do play cornhole and that we have a great time and that it's very welcoming and, you know, don't be afraid to come and learn because we will be happy to teach you. People are here are so encouraging and really happy to teach you the sport. Um, so I think it's just getting the introduction and getting past the nervousness of being your first time. And I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know, like, I'm going to make a fool of myself. No, we all make a fool of ourselves. Everybody, from a pro on down, we all make it. But we all have a great time, and everybody's here to help you and to help you learn and get better and are just really encouraging. So I cannot stress that enough. Like, just everybody just should come out and try it. That's awesome, Carrie. Thank you so much. Yes. All right, welcome back to the Cornhole Matches podcast. I'm your host, Steve G. We're here live at the Southside Baggers Ladies Only Cornhole Tournament. And I've got, I was able to rope in a couple of, uh, actually a couple here, and I'll let the lady introduce herself first. Hi, I'm Michalina Gartino, and I'm here representing the Gartino household at the ladies' tournament today. Well, representing the Gartino household, well, apparently you roped your husband to come with you, right? I did. He hates cornhole. (laughs) I hate it here. (laughs) I only spend like three days a week here throwing, but I hate it. (laughs) So why did you guys come today? I wanted to support Jen, who uh, is running this tournament today. And I also wanted to meet ladies that really didn't know how to play cornhole all the way up to some pros that we have here today. So it's a really mixed bag and the company seems great. Awesome. You talked about some of the pros that are here. So they did a um, uh, they did a clinic this morning. They did. And which group were you a part of? I was part of Tammy's group. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what did you think about the clinic that Tammy delivered? I thought it was great. It was really basic, fundamental cornhole 
strategies and how to hold a bag and like the posture that you want to keep when you're throwing and it helped out a lot of women here today I think I think that's exactly the confidence that they needed before they really got started okay well you said it helped out a lot of women but did it help you yeah, I learned I learned that you really don't want to move your body too much when you're throwing, that you keep like a lot of control just in your arm. So that's something that I learned. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Garrett, what do you think of, of what, what's going on here today? I mean, I love it. I, I think that um, the game of cornhole in general, you know, you talk about anyone can play, anyone can win. Uh, it's, it's nice to see so many people, especially in the Denver area, that, you know, so many women that want to come out and play together and learn and, you know, kind of just have this like, fun family-friendly environment awesome. now you've come out at a couple of cornhole tournaments i've seen you here a few times mm-hmm. but i don't think i've seen you play a lot are you, am i going to see you playing a lot more now or what you know i really like this tournament kind of being my first big tournament out here because um, it just gives me like a really good sense of just community like this is probably the most amount of women that have come out and played in a tournament. I mean, when I talk to Tammy about it, she's talking about the struggle of getting women to play. So I think this is a good start, a good start. But I do I do come out often to support my husband, <laughs> Garrett. <laughs> you are such a good wife. Yes, I am. <laughs> you have to have a supportive wife in order to play cornhole. You do. And I'll, I'll just say my girlfriend is very supportive. And for, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get her to come out. But... Uh, Hopefully, I get, I'll get her to come out at some point in time so she realizes, oh, so this is why you come out and play every Thursday. Yeah, it's a good group of people, and he's introduced me to a lot of people that he plays with, and it's just a lot of fun. We also have, if you can't come on Thursdays, we also have Sunday fun days now periodically, and that's always a nice time to play because it's a lot more laid back and a lot more fun, I think. Michalina, what do you hope to get out of attending today, and where do you hope to grow in in your cornhole journey? I hope I get to play a lot of different people um, with different skill levels today because I think that'll help me kind of see where I'm fitting in because I always have a tendency of throwing similarly to my opponent. So I kind of want today to be me just playing me and regardless of who I'm playing against. So I think that's what I'd like to get okay. out of today. Okay. Garrett, I mean, uh, so... And Michalina, I'm, I'm asking this question mm-hmm. not to mean sexist or, or anything like that, but... The disclaimer. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ultimate disclaimer. Yes. So, Garrett, have you tried to teach your wife how to play cornhole? And is, it, is this just a better environment for her to learn in? Or from... I mean... You and I play almost every week, mm-hmm. and you're a good cornhole player, and you, know, you kicked my ass on Thursday. But have you attempted to talk your wife through this, and, and, and will this help her? Definitely. I mean, there was a stretch earlier this year where Micklina and I were going out outside of our apartment, and we were playing like three, four times a week. And I, I think it's kind of like a fine line to walk between just letting her play and trying to coach her through it because um, same like disclaimer it's like you know I'm not trying to be mansplaining my way through the entire how to throw a bag yeah <laughs> you know like I, I think that she picks up enough by watching me play so much and um, 
you know, it's kind of the same thing as the way that I see it. Is the more reps you get, the better you're going to go. You know, I, I, even literally in the last 24 hours, I've I've been trying to convince her to shoot an airmail for months now, and she'll never do it. And then <laughs> yesterday, after we finished up the tournament here, uh, we were just throwing randomly, and she was just slinging them, slinging airmails. And I've seen her shoot a few of them today, and you can just tell that it's kind of like when you get into this environment where you're the pressure isn't on of like playing in a uh, you know, like one of our normal big tournaments or playing with me and having any expectations. She's just like, she's out there having fun. And like, like she said, she's trying to grow her game on her own. And I think that that's probably better than me trying to coach her through it. Yeah, because I think that we have two different views of cornhole. And after talking with a lot of women today, I feel like a lot of the women feel a lot of pressure from their husbands to want to play as much as their husbands. And so I think that by coming here today and us just being able to play, have fun, it takes a lot of pressure off. And it's not about like how we're throwing about the bag, but just like enjoying to throw the bag. Because as soon as you get someone's telling you what to do, it like shifts the game and your mentality into being more serious than I think a lot of these women want it to be. I think we just want to be surrounded by people that just want to play and have fun. Because on Thursday nights, it's kind of a tricky situation where I feel, well, I'm not as good as a lot of the men here. So I don't want to play just because what if I get paired up with someone and then they're immediately disappointed that they get me as a partner. I don't want to be that person. But here we kind of drop that down and kind of just start scratch. So it's nice. Michalina, I I guess in closing, I just want to ask a couple of questions for... Mm -hmm. What do you think is the biggest struggle of women trying to come into cornhole? You talked about it previously as of, of um, just trying to make sure it's a welcome environment or even um, that you don't feel like somebody's going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. What other areas do clubs need to work on to make sure women feel comfortable coming in and playing cornhole? Yeah, I think that Southside is doing a really good job at that because I think everyone's really encouraging and constantly relaying the message that anyone can play here at any time, any skill level. Um, So I think just having that encouragement and constantly trying to tell people that cornhole is for everyone and just relaying that message consistently. And even with Southside having these Sunday fun days to just like take off that pressure is really nice and that opens the door for women too to just enjoy the day with their partner or by themselves however they want to approach it and garrett i'll ask you the same thing i mean uh, so do you get your wife out here playing and you guys uh, probably expect probably expect to kind of see the two of you paired up at some sort of bring your own partner phase and just take the tournament down at some point in time but what what would you say to other clubs out there trying to grow the sport and to other women out there trying to get into the sport? I think it's pretty easy to see, like especially looking at some of the players that are here today, um, that there's there shouldn't be any reason for any discrepancy in talent between men and women. Like, mm-hmm. I think that to the point of what McLean said earlier, the way that she looks at the game and the way that she's able to enjoy it compared to the way that I look at it, and I like almost stress myself out about the way that I want to compete. Um, I think that, you know, for 
there's no reason why women can't get out and just have the the same casual interactions that McLean is having now where it doesn't have to be a stressed environment of the competition you're out here to have fun and meet new people and it's it, it's it's a game that anyone can play no that's awesome and it, I'll just ask the two of you one more question uh, of Ian. cornhole has been around for a long time and it's kind of grown from this backyard sport or even this tailgate sport into kind of weekly leagues. What is the main difference you've seen going from like a, a tailgate sport or a backyard sport into what you're experiencing here at these leagues? Probably the quality of the boards, the quality of the bags, and just people's desire to teach, to learn, and to throw. It's, it's just a different vibe you still have people holding drinks in their hands though when you throw that's probably the similarity it's the perfect blend yes <laughs> it is awesome well garrett and michalina thank you both so much for joining thank you we for appreciate having it, us. steve all right I was, uh, somebody else was able to rope in one of the young guns moms uh, the, the young gun in particular we're talking about is jackson i'm with his mom lisa here at the Ladies Only Cornhole Tournament. So, Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, I guess, Lisa, what are you doing here? Are you here to support, well, obviously, it's a Ladies Only Tournament, but your son's here running the tournament at the behalf of uh, Jen. Are you here to kind of make sure he doesn't mess up, or wh what are you doing here? Um, I'm here for multiple reasons. One, um, I love Southside Baggers. Just the family in general just is so welcoming, and they've made me actually like to come down here when I'm not even playing just to come hang out with them. It, really, they're all so great. Two, yes, my son is, he plays here nonstop, and everybody knows Jackson, and um, I feel very welcoming because of him, and make sure he doesn't screw up. <laughs> and I wanted to just try it today because Jackson made me. So I'm in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you, so they had a, a a coaching session at the start of this, but uh, I think you, you said you didn't participate in the coaching session. Um, um, I, I did. I, I listened. Okay. Um, I listened, and and some of the advice was great advice. Um, but um, me personally, I finally got a groove of the way I throw, and so I I listen more where about feet positioning and stuff but to where my hands should be and the way I, I should hold it and the way I should throw it I, I I didn't really listen to right then just because I can't change my throw five minutes before I start a tournament so I I, I listen and the feet position and they had great advice of course especially for people that have never played but uh, for myself personally I just I listen <laughs> So you, you, before the show started, you told me you basically have your own style of throwing where, uh, where I, I think a lot of the people who play this game throw a flat bag. Mm -hmm. You throw more of, of a vertical it's bag. It's completely vertical. Like, completely. Why? Um, I, I tried to throw, uh, I guess, the way every cornhole player throws it. And I don't, I don't know if it's... Um, I, I, I honestly don't know why I cannot throw that way. It just does not go straight onto the board for me. It really turns left. I don't know if it's because I'm left-handed and I'm ambidextrous. I actually do more things with my right hand. I, I golf right. I bat right. I bowl right. But for some reason, I have to throw my cornhole left. So I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of really learning what's more comfortable for me. And that's right now the most comfortable thing. So 
No, that's the beauty about the sport because everybody has their own throw. Yeah, a unique way of throwing, yeah. So whatever's most comfortable with you is in, I'll refer to Jen's husband, Doug. Yeah. He throws exactly like you do. Yeah, and he says the same exact thing I, I do. Is he can, it just, it fits for him better for some reason. Well, I think the way you guys have kind of a leg up and the rest of us because you can kind of make that bag into a roll bag mm-hmm. and roll right over our blocks. Yeah. It's very <laughs> if frustrating. If I can, if I can, <laughs> I'm just learning. I'm really, I'm just learning and I'm learning just because of Jackson. Okay. So I, he's kind of my inspiration to try to get better because I don't want to suck. <laughs> <laughs> he's good at it. I can't suck. No, he, I'm he is very good. I'm too competitive. I'm too competitive to... Yeah not try to be good at farming. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's one of the beauties. So you, you talk about Jackson. Jackson's, and I'm, I'm planning on interviewing him on a separate uh, episode, but Jackson's going out to Myrtle Beach yeah. at the end of the year. Yes, I'm really excited for him. He deserves it, really. All those kids deserve yeah. it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yep. Wow. I think they'll do really good. I think where they started of um, where I was just not, like, hey, can I, can I try cornhole one day to where they've got literally in maybe 10 months is, is pretty amazing. And, and uh, the support of everybody from Southside for the, all four of the boys, and they're all best friends too. That's oh, yeah. unique about it. And they all go to the same school. Um, I, I think they'll do well out there. I, I, really think so. I think so too. I mean, I think that's one of the requirements that the, the, the and for those of you who don't know, we're talking about the ACL High School National Championship. So, in, in order for these kids to uh, participate, they have to be attend an ACL, uh, they, I guess they have to be ACL rated. Uh, so, they have to attend an ACL regional. Uh, they have to be part of the same school district. And they all have to be part of the same team. And so, I'm quite impressed that uh, Southside Baggers and Colorado, because they're going to be representing the entire, entire state of Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Um, has such a very strong team going out to Myrtle Beach at the I end of the year. I hope so. I, I can't wait. I hope so. Right now, are you going out there with them? No, I'm not. Doug is. Doug is going to chaperone the four boys. And it's a long time. We, they're Wednesday to Monday. Wednesday to Monday. Uh-huh. Because of flights. And they need, they, the way they start on Thursday, there's no direct flights to Myrtle Beach. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. So it's a lot of travel just to get there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But it's better than driving. They wanted to drive. I'm like, no. No. It's like 25 hours or something in the snow. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. But uh, so, how are you doing in the tournament here? Um, terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not good. I'm actually throwing really well. Um, the way I got ranked, I have like the last person, and um, she's I don't think ever thrown a, a, a bag. Okay. So she's she's learning, and I I don't care. I, I didn't come here to try to take first. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> wanted to, uh, so I, it's not bothering me. I'm just here for fun. Good. I'm good. here for the drinks. <laughs> and you know what? There's plenty of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In a food yeah. truck. It's awesome. it's great. It's so fun here. No, it's great. Now, good luck to you. Thank you. And the rest of the tournament. Thank you and very much. I'm glad. Actually, you know, I'm gonna backtrack just a little bit so have you played cornhole in the backyard or as yes. far as uh, yeah yeah we did and I was terrible and I, I mean I had no idea how to throw it neither did Jackson so what was the was biggest difference fun. between going going from kind of the backyard or even from a like a tailgate party mm-hmm. 
to coming here? Was uh, should people look at it as because it was as, a competition? Is that it? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. You want you watching people do well, and then you keep watching them, thinking how how do how are they doing that? And then you keep pra- you, that's that's all it is, and it's competition and first and second and the prizes and. It's, it's competition. That's really what I think drives everybody to get better. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's my opinion. I'll put it right right up with the... Um, okay. I'll put it right up with the... Like a golf game. I, I love playing golf. I suck at golf. Yeah, me too. I like to do the driver at first because I just bomb it. <laughs> and, but everything in between, the chipping and all that, and the putting, I'm terrible. But it's that one shot yeah. that you hit that mm-hmm. feels good. So like, good. Oh, I, oh, oh, I love the game. Oh, you just watch it go far. You're like, Yes. <laughs> And then the rest, I'm like, oh, I hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've, you've been a part of this family for, uh, at least the Southside Baggers family, for a number of years. Uh, you've, you've gone through um, uh, Bags, Bites, and Brews. Uh, your son went up to Bags, Bites, and Brews. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen and Southside Baggers have done a number of tournaments for Bags for Boobs uh, and everything yeah. out there. Should so they do a ton of ton for the community and really, obviously oh, reaching toys out. Toys for tots and yeah, yeah, clothing drive, yeah. Reaching out to all the women, trying to get them more comfortable with the game. What do you see as the biggest struggle for other clubs out there to bring more women in? Huh. interesting. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I actually, I really do like all the other clubs. I, I really do. I, I. I've got nothing against Mile High or Pikes Peak. I mean, they're all been welcoming to our, our boys. I, I don't know what it is. Um, I think just there's so many people, uh, the younger kids, that's what it's been, is the younger kids are being so accepted here that it's gotten their families and their families and their families to come in as well. And I, I think that's more of it than, I think people feel just a little more intimidated going to Mile High or somewhere else where, you know, you maybe feel like you're just the best of the best there and you don't have a shot. Where um, here, just more like younger generations learning, and that more more family members are coming to watch, and oh, that's absolutely. where it keeps starting. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll just say this: it's like just like you said. I mean, we got Pikes Peak down in uh, Colorado Springs. We got Doco yep. in uh, Douglas County. We got 4K Bags up in, in yep. Loveland, and they know. love them all. And Mile High Cornhole. Yeah, we've got Southern Rockies Cornhole down in the Four Corners. It, it, every single one of these clubs. Don't feel intimidated going out there and just seeing how you can participate because every club out there, regardless of the skill level, are welcoming to all members. Yeah, exactly. Because we're, uh, this sport is completely reliant on getting new and existing members to keep on going. Right, yeah. Lisa, I, I hope for the best for you to keep on going and Thanks. have some fun. Thank Drink you. some more yep. beer. I'm going to go get another one. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Welcome back to the Cornhole Masters Podcast. I'm your host, Steve G. We're here live at the uh, Southside Baggers Ladies Only Tournament. And I've got with me a couple of the ladies who are the coaches and conducted a clinic before today's event. And so I'll, I'll let them introduce themselves. So first, I'll talk. Uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to Janice. What's going on? <laughs> I'm Janice. I uh, I've been playing for about two and a half years now. Almost three. Um, okay. it'll be three next summer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, started out at Mile High. Well, started out at a couple of breweries. Thought I was the shit. 
I wasn't. Turns out you weren't. Turns out I wasn't. <laughs> uh, met a couple badass cornhole throwers, um, and they told me I should come throw at Mile High. So I've been throwing at Mile High ever since, and I feel like uh, throwing at, at Mile High has really helped my game and turned me into the thrower that I am today, and I hope to just keep getting better. But this is great. I mean, seeing all these women out here, this is this is fantastic. I had no idea this. I mean, we just need to get more women throwers in the game for sure. No, that's awesome, and yeah, we'll definitely get into that. But I wanted to, I wanted to introduce the other coach <laughs> that's with, that's with us, Tammy. Uh, my name's Tammy Salmon. I am Janice's partner. Whoop whoop! <laughs> Sunshine and rainbows. Sunshine and rainbows. Whoop, whoop. I've been playing about the same amount of time. Uh, we have just kind of different paths that led us to the same place, but playing about the same time. Uh, what I was telling the ladies today was it's so hard when you start and you come and you're playing switch and you know you're new and you know that uh, you're at the bottom of the bracket and you know that everyone's kind of bummed that they got partnered with you and uh, you just need to overcome that you need to keep coming you need to keep throwing because obviously you know it takes it takes time um, so we've been partnered together almost About a, a year. year now, mm -hmm. almost a year. Uh, and we've been traveling out of state. Uh, this is the most women that we've seen anywhere outside of traveling to St. Louis. 100%. So we traveled to St. Louis for a slider cup and that was a team from home here of four women, four men. And that was probably the most women anywhere mm -hmm. I'd ever seen. Um, mostly ACO cause it's kind of middle of the country, a lot of ACO players and we're ACL and um and that was that was really eye-opening uh just really amazing women phenomenal women and it just motivated us to get better um we came home just incredibly motivated by that trip so um yeah like mile high we're here to represent obviously you know we were on mile high jerseys today sense. and <laughs> so you talked um, about mile high so it's it well, both of you talked about a mile high and you've only been playing the game for just under three years. And you're, you've, you, that you're quite impressed with the amount of women that were, that you saw participating in St. Louis. Yes. I mean, Tammy, I think I heard you say before it even started, uh, for us talking that this is the most amount of women that we've had in a tournament here yes. in Colorado. Yes. What do you think has been the biggest challenge in getting women to participate more. I think, I think a lot of women, I mean, I can speak for myself. I got sucked in, you know, playing with, with Craig. Um, I got playing just wanting to, to be present and, and hang out and, and spend time. And I think that women just take a back seat and they're, they don't see themselves as competitive or they don't see themselves as, you know, cornhole just feels like such a backyard game. Their husbands play. Yeah. Their husbands right? play. Their husbands play. Yeah. And it's intimidating. Honestly, yeah. it's intimidating to, to throw against a bunch of guys that, um, you know, have been have been throwing competitively for longer. and Or just even men in general. I mean, men don't like to lose. And... I do not. You, <laughs> men don't like to lose. I can tell you one I thing. I don't like to lose. Throwing with Tammy and throwing <laughs> against the guys and winning is... is Amazing. It feels so they good. Just get so upset, but then, <laughs> but then you have the guys that are just—they want more women in the game, mm -hmm. and 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 not at home. We beat them. Yeah, men at home. 
No. No. Right. It's it's when we're traveling. It's yeah. when we're at different tournaments. And it's they with think people. they have an easy yeah. game, right? Yeah. They, they see Tammy and Janice, sunshine, sunshine <laughs> and rainbows. <laughs> and they're like, well, shit, this is going to be a easy. cakewalk. Like, you know, we're playing a bunch of girls and uh, it's nice to, to be able to kick their ass. Yeah. It feels good. <laughs> It feels really good. We're moving on to the next round, right? And then all of a sudden you beat them 21 to nothing, right? Yep. Yes. That's happened a few times. Maybe a, maybe a few more. Maybe a few. few times. <laughs> and you get satisfaction from it each yeah. and every time, don't Hell you? Yeah. A lot. Hell yeah. Yeah. No, it's nice. So, so you, you two ladies were a part of the, the clinic that you were ta- teaching earlier. Two of these amazing women that came out, and we had what sixty-four women sign up. Mm-hmm. Did all sixty-four show up? I think it came in around around fifty. I think it was like forty-eight, uh-huh. forty-nine. Yeah. So you guys did a clinic. You kind of split the ladies up into three different groups. Um, were Were you two part of the same uh, group teaching, or were no. you in different groups? No, we had separate groups teaching. Um, I'm, I I made more jokes. I'm sure Janice was far more clinical. <laughs> <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> I just made fun of myself the whole time. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just going over, like, how to throw a flat bag. And, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. It's, it's not like you can teach someone to throw a flat bag. I, I still don't have a flat bag. You know, you can't, you can't teach that in, in yeah. 20 minutes. But no. uh, it's, it's more so just trying to, to get the technique right and how to, how to hold the bag and uh, the different types of bags. So uh, we're not calling out any, anybody in particular or even anybody at all. Is what is uh, what are some of the some of the things you saw, Janice, as a part of your group, that a lot of people were guilty of that that can improve. Yeah, just just throwing a, a bag. You're just you're just tossing a bag. You're just tossing a, a bean bag. Is what, <laughs> right, is what I've heard people call it. And it, and it, and and there's more there's more technique to that. And it's it's about getting the the bag, you know, in the air flat to where it lands flat and. You see a lot of a lot of bags that hit the board, and they you know they topple to the side, and it's all about just you know you see a lot of people, well especially a lot of the women, not to not to throw us under the bus, but a lot of women that you know short the bag, like they're just not throwing it hard enough. And I personally, I mean, I'm I'm guilty. I mean, Tammy tells me you throw me, I mean, really hard. I th- I'm a, I'm a, I throw hard bag, but but Tammy, you know, she threw vipers, I threw carpet. So we had to come come to a, a medium, and I, because of Tammy, have learned how to throw a faster bag, and we throw a faster bag now, and and I throw a fuller bag. Yeah, well, same. I, I love fuller <laughs> bags, and so you know we've come come to the. I mean, our favorite bag right now is a seven two four WMDX. It's a, it's a fuller Viper, Dotless Viper, and and slower I've, Viper. Yeah, and and I've gotten better at you know lofting the bag a little bit more and putting some more finesse on it and. Um, I feel like I'm getting a lot better at it, and she's mm-hmm. taught me how to throw a faster bag. And um, I still like throwing a slower bag because I like the block and getting the board dirty. Mm-hmm. And but we're both—I mean, I feel like we're both—you know—we we like to pound the hole. <laughs> <laughs> I, to answer your question, I saw a lot of women not having a lot of bag control, mm-hmm. so they didn't understand the importance of landing it flat and having control of what side they were throwing on. And, and trying to, to teach that quickly and trying to explain that. It's like, it, it takes, I mean, it, it took like a year Years. for me it, to throw it, just, you know. It's all about repetition. Right. With, with the consistency in that type of flat bag. And so that's what here, they're just so excited to hit the board. 
And, and we're trying to say, it's not about hitting the board. We don't want you to hit the hole. We want you to block the hole. We want you to have bad control. And they don't, that's, you know, that just takes so long. And, and so that's trying to explain, don't, you don't want it end over end because you want to be able to control how it lands. I think and, getting and, a flat and ultimately is control the board. You know, getting the bag to hit flat is, is super important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, Janice, I'm still trying to learn how to throw a flat bag. Same. <laughs> I'm with you, brother. <laughs> it, it's the most a difficult consistent thing. push. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. No, it, it's great. I mean, did each of you ladies experience or at least see improvement in your groups individually? Mm-hmm with some of the coaching that happened. Tana, I'll start with you. Uh, yes. Uh, when, when we were able to have more one-on-one time, kind of at the end, the people that had more interest and the people that were a little bit more involved in wanting to get better had more questions. They had more, sure. you know, hey, will you, will you watch how I'm throwing? And they had more questions. And those are the people that obviously did make improvement. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and I've said this in every interview so far, is that, the cornhole's been around for a long time. It's been, they play it in, in, in uh, tailgate parties. They play it in backyard barbecues. It, what's the big, should people be concerned or afraid of graduating from that, uh, that tailgate party mm-hmm. environment or that backyard barbecue to a weekly league like this? That's how we all start. So... I think the biggest thing for me was fun. Magic word is fun. Um, she, misses, had, she misses having fun. I've had 14 plus <laughs> knee surgeries. I played semi-pro soccer. I played hockey, ice hockey. Um, I was a very athletic person. And for me, it was one of those, this is what I went to when I couldn't play sports anymore because I'm a competitive person. So what was frustrating to me is, you know, you win comp tournaments, you have to move up to advance and you just get your ass kicked, right? You just get your ass kicked by a bunch of guys and, and it's humbling and it's, it's, it's frustrating and it almost killed my confidence. I mean, I, I can't tell you, Tammy can answer how many times I've, you know, I'm going to quit. This is, this sucks. I'm selling you know? all my bags. Yeah. I'm selling all my bags. <laughs> I have a shit. Ton of um, it's, it is, it's, it's, but then, but then the competitiveness comes out and you do, you, you know, yeah. I mean, you can go to any tailgate, you can go to any backyard party, you're going to kill anyone you play against now. And it's not fun for them. And it's not for fun, fun anymore. for them. So then Janice, you, you know, it's not fun for them, oh, right? Fun. But, but it does, it makes, it makes, I mean, you do, you, you, yeah, it's, it's a matter of playing those backyard players and, and then you work on like certain techniques. So you, you work on your block bag, you work on your airmail. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you come against the MHC right. big dogs, right. you know, right. and, and you, you're humbled <laughs> for but, sure. But I mean, to, to answer Steve's question, yes, the answer is yes. I mean, we all just get our shit kicked in super hard when you move from playing backyard, playing, That's what makes you know, you better. that, and, and you move, but you move to comp. You don't, you don't go straight to, I mean. The first tournament that we ever played was against Harry and Yeti, and it was, I think we lost in a down and back. I mean, it was, it was brutal. I mean, it was just, you know, this, it was terrible, but it didn't, it didn't kill our spirit and it didn't make us want to not play anymore. But, you know, you're going to move into comp and yes, you're going to lose for a bit, but comp is fun 
and and playing in comp is really fun and we miss it. <laughs> I had to we, I had to get back to winning. having fun. I had to get back to having fun. It's like it's okay if I don't win every yeah. game. I know I'm not gonna win yeah. every game. Yeah. But but especially playing with Tammy, I mean she's she's made me she's grounded me to a point to where it's like, yeah. Like this is fun. We're throwing bags, right? Yeah. Like we're just throwing bags. Like that's all it is. And and you want to get better if you're a competitive person. You just want to get better. And so you know you go to like oh, I'm losing to these guys twenty one nothing. Well the next tournament you know we're gonna lose twenty one ten. Well shit. Right. You know we did better. Better. Absolutely. And I'll just say this: you guys play at Mile High Cornhole. Uh, that's your home club. I uh, Southside Packers is my home club. And we only have the one division here. Sure. So I'm constantly playing against the young guns. Right. The young guns they kick are our good. Shit in. Good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we gave them a game. We gave right. them a game. No. We gave them a game. We're just happy not to like lose badly. Yeah. yeah. So that's, many good shutouts. So good. I wish I could have started. When we I was used a to beat. We used to beat them. Like you know, six months ago. <laughs> well, that's where I'm at too. And yeah. I played one of the young guns the other night, and like I actually kind of, I scored ten points. I'm like yes. And you feel good. Right. It's yeah. a little achievements, man. Yeah. It, it, is. it is. It's like it's like you can you you get them. You you score two points on them. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yep. It's great. It is. It's it's about not losing your focus and trying to take advantage when they make a mistake. Yeah. Yes. Because it doesn't not, happen very often. Because it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. All right. So you guys talked about Mile High Cornhole a few times. So it, it, that's your home club. Um, how long have you been playing? How long? Uh, oh, I think you've already answered it. But, uh, how long have you been playing with Mile High Cornhole? Hole and Two and a half years. Where can... Uh, Where can people find more information about Mile High Cornhole? I mean, I, I will say we've been playing advanced. So there are two divisions at Mile High. Janice has been playing at Mile High longer than I have. Um, we both started in comp. Janice started there about two and a half years ago. I think I started about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago at the most. Um, and we've been playing advanced for about a year. Um, maybe a little bit less, but fully advanced for about a year uh, there's there's a lot of great clubs in colorado that's the thing mm-hmm. it's it's awesome to see all the, the 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 clubs down here the clubs i mean there's a ton of clubs up north you can play in colorado six days a week every night of the week yeah and that's awesome and i think i mean mile high kind of i feel like you know they're known for catering to the advanced player, to the to the higher level player and which that's why which, you have two divisions and and i think a lot of the ogs you know bj um I mean, all the, you know, Paul, Paul plays at Pikes Peak, Pikes but he Peak. also, you know, he's, he's, he plays a mile high all the time. They, they kind of cater to that higher level player, but I mean, Southside's getting there. And I, I feel like Southside has just found a niche yeah. with cultivating like an entire family. Approach. And I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Totally different approach. Yeah. Family, you know, bring everybody and it's just, you know, kind of all arms around, um, I mean, gosh, in northern Colorado, you've got 4K. You know, 4K plays on Sundays. They're amazing. They've been around for years. Same with, um, you know, Donnenbrook. Donnenbrook run Colorado Cornhole on Tuesdays um, in Greeley. You've got Longmont on Fridays um, with All City Cornhole and Bob Dinkle, who is probably the best coach. He's amazing. I mean, Bob Dinkle, hands down. He's happy to teach anybody anytime. Like, if you want to start somewhere... I would start there. I threw till three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> but Thank I mean, you, really, like all, I mean, that's really where I started. Mm-hmm. And um, he is so patient and he's so committed. 
um, he'll take the lowest player and welcome them and spend the most time with that person. If you want um, a fun switch night, yeah. you know, just go to a fun switch night with, with, no with everything from, from your, you know, beginners to, mm-hmm. you know, ACL pros. Yep. It's all city. I mean, yes. he, he caters to everybody. Yep. It's awesome. And then Fort Collins on Wednesdays. And I'm up against you. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, ladies, it, I really appreciate your time, Tammy, your time, Janice. Uh, you guys have Thank done a so great much. job with the, the clinics. Uh, and maybe I'll, I'll interview you guys uh, when you win this uh, later on tonight. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? Hold right. on. Oh, see, Tammy and I, I know. Goddamn selfies. I'm going to take a picture. <laughs> Here, have a couple of uh, Thanks. stickers. Awesome. Thank you. Outstanding. Thank no, you I'm so much for having us. Thank you so much for oh, having us. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Much appreciated. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Welcome back to the Cornhole Masters Podcast. I'm your host, Steve G. I have uh, with me TJ. TJ, you're one of the um, ladies that I interacted with from uh, Colorado Lady Baggers, right? That is correct. Okay. Now, I guess... What do you, are you one of the, um, the coaches here or uh, what are you doing here at the, um, uh, I guess the Southside Baggers ladies only tournament? Well, I've been playing for a couple of years with several of the different clubs. I don't play regularly like I'd like, but, um, I try to make it a couple times a month somewhere, um, everywhere from Greeley, Loveland, uh, Bladium, uh, tournaments that pop up now and again. So, uh, I just think it's such a core, wonderful group of women, and I just love being around them. And I think the women that are here tend to have competitive spirits and have played other sports before and bring that competitive nature with them. And there's something even better about competing against the men <laughs> and being able to be competitive there. Now, uh, what is that? I mean, what, I mean, you talk with, I saw that smile on your face when you said, oh, you get to compete against the men. Yes. And so uh, what does that mean to you? Well, it's always kind of interesting because I think they, when they see you come up and you're a female, I think their instant thought is, I got an easy win. <laughs> and, and that's a challenge. And I love the challenge. And I think most of the women here do. They like to take that on and and just put these men in their place. <laughs> so I guess uh, I'd love to hear I'd love to hear an example of this because uh, I, I'll follow my own sword. Is I, I played here at Southside Beggars and I was paired up against a, a young female. I'm like, okay, this young female, I've not seen her here here before. Um, Okay, let me just kind of throw it on a block and then see what I can do. And it would just be my normal game plan. And then she just started throwing airmail, roll bag, and bullying my my bags out of the way. Like, holy shit, what the hell? (laughs) So I guess, had you experienced something like that before? I mean, now that I've gotten to where I can, I can be a little more competitive. When I started out, I started out a few years ago, could not hit the board, let, you know, the broadside of a barn, let alone the board. So <laughs> it, it took a while. And I think the neatest thing about cornhole in the metro area, actually all over the place, is that people are so willing to help you learn and get better because at any given moment they might be paired with you and i think there's something to be said for that 
because it really allows people to be encouraging and and just very uplifting and very helpful. And now that I've kind of gotten to where I can play a little better, I, I'm now in the position of being able to help some people too, and right. I really value that. So Awesome, awesome. So I guess, um, you know what, you're right. A lot of the clubs around here, they uh, and probably everywhere, they play switch holy a lot. Mm-hmm. And it, I think one of the benefits uh, of here is that after the four uh, four round robin games, they actually split split the bracket. Correct. So, which I think is great because you kind of have that top layer, and then you mm-hmm. have that bottom layer mm-hmm. too, so that you don't. Oh, great! I'm in the bottom bracket. Uh, that means I'm going to have two more gains, and I'm, and I'm out. This waste of my money. Sure. No, because when they split the bracket here, I'm able to, I'm able to, if I'm not throwing well, and shoot, even sometimes when I'm throwing well, um, I'll be in the bottom bracket, and I'll play another two, three, four games, and not feel like I'm going to just be two and out. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's the fun of this is you get to play a lot for the most part. Um, in most of the tournaments that they have you get to play at least uh, at least six games and to me that's that's how I've learned is just getting in there and getting some practice time and that's the only way to get better and I, you know I don't practice near as much as most of the people out mm. here yeah. but uh, I came from a background of bowling and softball so they kind of played nice with being able to okay to do nice. cornhole nice so. okay um well, see, so you, you say you've been playing for, for about three years now, right? Yeah, about three. Okay, I guess what was the kind of the, the biggest thing that kind of helped you grow? I mean, well, coming here, playing six games and practicing, mm-hmm. you know, did you go to a particular club that kind of helped you out, or did you kind of uh, get to be a part of a particular group? Uh, did a bag, a particular style bag or throw help you in your game? Uh, what happened was I, I found uh, Frolic, which used to be a place where we played. Uh, they had built some cornhole uh, cornhole area, uh, cornhole area there, and I really liked cornhole. So I saw that and went, "Oh, I've got to go play." Well, what I did was I started playing on the competitive night versus the social night okay. because I wanted to get better. And even though I was horrible. Uh, that was a lot of lessons learned. You know, I'd be I'd be two and out just week after week up, but I just kept coming back because people were giving me pointers every time I went there. And one time Brian Harris gave me some pointers that really helped my game. And I, I feel like most of the time I'm getting good pointers from people or learning just by doing and finding out where I'm going wrong or uh, need improvement. And those little things just keep adding up and keep adding up. I think the most frustrating part, though, is you think, finally, I'm getting this, I'm getting this. And then the next time you go through, it's, it's a disaster. And you think, what, what happened? Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, a lot of us have come up through the kind of playing cornhole in the backyard. And you talked about mm-hmm, it there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, you got better by playing competitively. 
Um, what do you think is the biggest hurdle for people, or should people think of this as a hurdle of graduating kind of from the, the tailgate style play or the backyard play to kind of something more competitive like this in, in, uh, at a cornhole league? Well, I think part of it, when you're playing backyard, you're just, you're generally not playing the proper distance and you're, you're kind of just kind of messing around. And, and I think you can develop some pretty bad habits when you do that. And when you're, when you're not throwing the proper length and repetitively keeping that same distance, you're never going to find that consistency. And so it's really important if you're going to want to get into cornhole and be a little more on the competitive side, you probably need to start looking at making sure you have the right distance and, and, uh, but it still should be fun no matter what you're doing, whether it's competitive or not. The whole bottom line is it's cornhole. It's supposed to be fun and social and I wouldn't be still doing it if I, if I wasn't having fun. Exactly. That's a whole, that's a whole thing. I look forward to it. My husband, I can get him out once in a while, but he has such a competitive spirit. He doesn't want to play until he's competitive, but he's not going to get competitive until he <laughs> plays. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like a uh, something I heard from my parents when I told them I didn't like some food. Well, you're not going to know if you don't try it. <laughs> I can I can drag him out once in a while, and he loves it. He likes it like I do, but um, but. I don't know. It's kind of nice to have my own kind of thing that I get to do as well. You know, I, I can see that. I can see that. Mm -hmm. So uh, tell me about the, mm -hmm. it, this has been a great event. I mean, it's been oh, a ladies been only wonderful. tournament. Mm -hmm. He had 64 people sign up. About 50 of them showed up. Mm -hmm. um, knock, not knocking anybody for not showing up. But I think this is the largest turnout of women in cornhole in the state of Colorado. I believe that. It, it was surprising there were even that many women that, that would sign up. So it was really exciting to see a lot of new people and to be able to help in in the tournament and be able to kind of give advice or or whatever. And everybody here was very supportive of everyone. And I just, uh, I would love to see more women, women get involved. On, I think on average, it's maybe 10 to 15, 20% women that ever play in a tournament mm -hmm. and I would love to see that number higher you know absolutely and talking about that I mean how do you how, how do we get there how do we get more women in cornhole and is it something is, is it just kind of a communication thing trying to say hey these clubs are welcoming or is it running more of these ladies only tournaments or how do we get more women to feel comfortable in cornhole well I think this ladies the ladies only tournaments are helpful in helping to make a woman feel a little more comfortable. It's not so intimidated by um, maybe being watched or, you know, it's like if they're not, if they don't feel good enough that they're not going to be able to play or going to be embarrassed. I saw some women that were just really nervous, really nervous. And honestly, it's nothing to be nervous about. It's just fun. It's all here for fun. So, um, I think getting women out, it's, it's a little hard because a lot of times you have the, the families and, and it's hard for women to get out you know, and get away from the kiddos for a night or, or something like that. And I think that is part of the driver. But, um, and I think that's just not been a normal role for women. They, uh, 
and cornhole hasn't been that prominent a thing that you hear about that much, but it is definitely coming onto the scene. And I think it was really noticed uh, with COVID and ESPN broadcasting. I hear more people say, oh, yeah, I saw that on TV the other day. And they're like, I had no idea this existed. <laughs> so, you know, part of it's just knowing it's out there. I looked for years to find some cornhole before I finally ran into the league at Frolic. Okay. So um, I don't know what the best forms of advertisement are, but and a lot of word of mouth. But um, I, I would love to see it grow. I'd love to see it grow, too. At least double. You know, yeah, so. absolutely. So where do you normally play? I mean, you, you say you try and get around to a couple of places. What, what club would you call your home club? Well, I, I would say I play more at Bladium than anywhere right now uh, because it, it's a good 45-minute drive for me no matter where I go. And a lot of them are further than that. So I have to really balance, you know, where I can go and get there on time, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I was going to Greeley for the longest time, but then they had, uh, they changed their hours. And so it was impossible for me to get there. And uh, I, I don't have a club that I just go to every time. Mm -hmm. I, I just have to fit it into my schedule, but I make sure I try to fit it into my schedule at least once every couple of weeks. Okay. So. I guess in closing, TJ, I guess, what would you say to somebody who um, is, is kind of hesitant or not sure whether they're ready for that competitive level or are afraid of being watched or uh, being criticized that they're not ready to come out and play. What would you say to them to make them feel more comfortable? I'd say, well, if you don't want to play, come watch one night, see what it's like and see how the people uh, are. And they're so welcoming and so social and it's, it's just wonderful. Um, it is so inviting. I, I'd say inviting is the best word because um, everybody cares about everybody. I love showing up and everybody's like, hey, TJ, you know, so. Norm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that, you know, I just love that. And it makes me feel like I'm a part of a family. And I think if they get around that and get the opportunity to see it, they would have that same, um, same feeling. I think so. so, too. TJ, thank you so much for sitting down with me. I much appreciate it, and I'm glad you uh, you were able to come to the Ladies Only Tournament. And, and I'm quite impressed with the turnout, and I know you are, too. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you. I want to thank all the ladies for joining me and allowing for Cornhole Masters to capture this fabulous event. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next episode where we talk with Brooke from Colorado Cornhole Connection and Michelle from Colorado Ladybackers about this great cornhole community. A new player to cornhole tells us what she enjoyed about the event. And we also talked to a lady who drove three and a half hours with her husband to participate in this event. Finally, we talked with one of the organizers and ACL pro Yeti Irwin. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And we want to invite you to join the Cornhole Masters community and subscribe to the podcast today.